This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycast. Melbourne's biggest gay voice has a fresh new sound. Fresh new sound. Joy 94.9. Good evening, Mr. Pete Dillon, on this balmy Tuesday Eve. Serena Ryan, I have got my legs out in hanging out of a pair of shorts. It's that warm. It's a delight. And yet I'm dressed for winter. I know. You, you look rather rugged up. I'm a bit cold, I've got to say. Mm. Are, you, are you unwell? Or are you... I fear I might be poorly. Oh, that's, un, that's unfortunate. I tell you who isn't poorly, and that's the wonderful Barack Obama. Oh, I know. What? Now, I, I don't want to say I do. I don't want to do my I told you so dance well, on, on the wireless. Go but on. I did say he would win, and rather convincingly, I had called a um, certain number. It was more than that number. He ended up with 332 of the Electoral College votes, which, in my mind, he only needed 270. That's that's close enough to a landslide for me. Look, I think it was it was really wonderful news for gay and lesbian Americans in particular because Tammy Baldwin became the first uh, senator, openly gay senator correct. elected in uh, Wisconsin. Would mm, that be right? That that is correct. She yes. was. Uh, there's also um, Maine, Maryland, uh, um, Maine, Maryland, Washington, and another M state, Minnesota, mm-hmm. all saw changes to. Um, or proposed changes to law. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of those was to prevent an anti-gay marriage law coming in, which mm-hmm. which worked. Uh, there are a couple of um, marriage equality uh, referenda or pieces of legislation that were voted on by the people of the good people of Maine and the good people of Maryland, which worked. Um, also, uh, Delaware, where you where you used to live, is probably one of the next states. Delaware and Rhode Island look the first likely. State. Delaware is mm. the first state. They uh, they're looking very very strong in terms of their marriage equality exactly. amendments. But I, I actually think it's probably more than likely now going to be a federal thing, a national thing. That Barack Obama he had made commitments back in August that. Um, that marriage equality was part of his campaign, and rightly so. So we we should uh, be keeping our ears peeled to the United States because I think we're going to see a lot of change over the next, certainly over the next four years. Well, I think what really made me very happy were two things. One was that Mitt Romney didn't have a defeat speech prepared, so when he did one, <laughs> it totally sucked. And his website, his, uh, his successful I'm I'm the winner website, I'm the president-elect website, actually went up on the I know, the all the banner ads the were there, and it's yeah. like, dude. Mm. You lost. <laughs> premature. Secondly, and more importantly, was Obama's acceptance speech, which referred to gay and straight people. Correct. And uh, I was talking to our dear friend Noni about Mm. that, and she would have preferred that he said homosexual because, you know, it's, you know, homosexual and heterosexual. But in the heat of the moment, I can forgive it. Because yeah, look, I'm, I'm happy with gay straight rather than homosexual, too. heterosexual. It's a, it's a bit of a syllabic mouthful. Well, I think, you know, you don't want to get the lesbians offside. No, you don't. Not so, when you've now got one in your Senate. Indeed. Indeed. So, look, uh, just an absolute triumph for mm. America and very much for gay Americans, I think. Did you need a little Kleenex? Look, I, I watched the, the whole day. I was up early. Mm. I was watching it live. And I was just... 
uh, I was just tremendously pleased. I was a little bit overwhelmed, a bit tearful. Mm. I, I loved how he talked about his love for Michelle. I thought that was really beautiful and how he loved watching the public fall in love with her. I thought, mm. you know, dude, you're a very smart guy strategically. You've, you, you're just on point, you know. My, my partner, I think, uh, finally realised that he's, mar- he's married to somebody who's in... in political idiot um, because he sort of kept walking in and out of my office saying are you working and I'm like yes yes and there's just maps of the United States that are red and blue and it was just crazy and he just went you know what you're there for the day I'm not going to talk to you well you know more locally we've got a great show tonight we're going to we talk have. to Claire Alexander who's a freelance writer out of WA which is obviously the hometown of myself there's been some gay bashings reported over there so we're going to chat to her about that and what that means Dylan Carmichael from Gladstone Marriage Equality now this is a a young fellow who has almost single-handedly organised a marriage equality in 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 central Queensland, which is mining town. It's possibly it's, of the redneck ilk. Oh yeah, I think you might be far away. Mm. Um, so he's organised a marriage equality rally. So we're really pleased to be able to talk to him as well. And we're talking to a a professor out of the University of New England. Mm, up in northwest, and, uh, uh, northeast of New South she's Wales. She's going to chat to us through. She's going to chat through some of the issues relating to human rights and stuff that's happening in Fiji, Correct. the Villawood Detention Centre, and and some breaking news out of U- Uganda. All of which we'll come to in the second half an hour of the show tonight. Yes. We will. Look, you are listening to Salt and Pepper on Joy 94.9. It's coming up to 10 past 7. If you'd like to send us an SMS on 0427-JOY949 or... You can email on air at joy.org.au. You could send us a tweet at Salt N Pepper Joy. Yeah, just, just send us some love. We'd love to hear oh, from you. Pick up the dog and bone. To find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. Yes, it is Tuesday. All day, as it turns out. Every day, right till midnight. Um... From Penguin in Tasmania and now living in Gladstone at Queensland, Dylan Carmichael is the good Christian boy who grappled with his sexuality as a teen. He came out um, to his Baptist pastor parents at 18, expecting a, bat- a backlash, but in its place he received love and acceptance. He lives as an openly gay man in Gladstone in central Queensland, and I'm rather proud of this young man. He's actually organised, um, well, he can tell us. Dylan, good evening. Good evening. How are you, sir? I'm wonderful. How are you, Serena? Oh, look, we're very well. Thank you for joining us tonight. Tell us about what you've been up to in Gladstone. I've been up to organising Gladstone's Gladstone's first public gay event, as far as I'm aware, the Marriage Equality Rally at Apex Park on the 17th of November at 1pm. Now, Gladstone is hardly the last bastion of tolerance, is it? Um, it's (laughs) It's certainly no big city. No, it's no big city, and, and let's let's sort of try and paint a bit of a picture of Gladstone. It's predominantly a mining town yep. um, at, at the minute. It's um, it's a, it's a fairly heterosexual sort of joint in uh, in central Queensland. It sits between Mackay and it, it sits between uh, well Mackay and Bundaberg. Mackay and Bundaberg. So it's it's sort of it's it's right there in the um, in the Bible Belt, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, and look, you were raised by Baptist pastors. How do you go from, you know, being raised a, in, a, in a fairly God, God-fearing or God-loving environment to progressing to, you know, convening your town's first marriage equality rally? What's that journey been like for you? Look, it's been, uh, it's been amazing. Um, my parents have always taught, always taught me to question and query and... Um, come to my own conclusions uh, they certainly that's how they approach life um, they have been incredibly supportive of me and um, to the point that 
I had a commitment ceremony with my then partner in uh, Launceston's Pilgrim Uniting Church um, sanctuary in Tasmania, and uh, my dad actually presided over the ceremony. Wow, wow. that's that's very very cool. I think I ha- I don't think I've ever spoken to the to the child of a Baptist that's had their own parent solemnise their their commitment. Yeah, so um, they are also one hundred percent behind marriage equality. They're very much in favour and uh, have been quite supportive throughout this. Um, journey yeah throughout this journey so Dylan talk us talk us through first of all what prompted you to to start building this this marriage equality rally in Gladstone is there a, a noticeable or is there a, a any sort of size of a, a queer community in Gladstone well it's funny you should say that I am the sort of somewhere between six and ten gay people in Gladstone before I started this rally and I, now I've been here four years now. Um, since then, it's exploded. <laughs> um, I couldn't tell you how many people I've met organising this. So what do you attribute that explosion in numbers to? I think it's the fact that um, someone is standing up and making things visible. I don't think that Gladstone is actually as homophobic as people have um, thought, and uh, all it needs is someone to be standing up and saying, "and saying, well, look, it's not that bad." So you've you've gone from a, a, a small group of a half a dozen homos now to um, you, you say that it's become more visible. So, how many people have you got on site in supporting this rally, and and how many people do you expect are going to walk in the street? Not necessarily just the the GLBT people of, of Gladstone, but uh, their friends, supporters, and families. How many do you expect at the rally? Look, at the moment we've got 164 people have said on Facebook that they will be coming. Um, so we're expecting, based on you know some of these people are groups and some of these people who are, uh, have said they're coming in order to promote the rally, mm-hmm. so we're expecting somewhere between sort of 80 to 120 people at the moment, which is fantastic. Rockhampton got about 100 people, I believe. Okay, so you you that's that's a, a fairly good mm. number of folk that you can expect. Have you had any people opposing what you're what you're going to be doing this weekend? Look, I've had a couple, um, and I think that yeah, and I would have had a couple if I was in Brisbane or if I was in Sydney. Absolutely. Um, I really haven't had a large or even particularly vocal um, response. And tell us, how are you promoting this event? It's mainly been through social media, as you guys are probably aware. So there's a lot of um, Facebook and Twitter, and um, I've also had wonderful contacts with the Gladstone Gladstone Observer, the local paper, Mm -hmm. who have been amazing in promoting um, visibility of all things queer I guess in Gladstone um, we've had we took out about five pages in the weekend in this weekend's paper um, for a lesbian couple who got married in the states and have a child so it, it, they have been amazing out of 70 pages that's 12 about 12 and a half percent it's got to be happy with that the paper it's amazing mate do you have the support have you gone to your local MP and, and uh, both federal and state and, and see if you could gather their support for this event as well I have. I've invited um, both Liz Cunningham and 
10 down. So Liz Cunningham is the independent state member for Gladstone. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ken O'Dowd is the federal member for Flynn. He's, so neither of them are particularly supportive. Ken O'Dowd being a Labor, uh, not Labor, sorry. Ken O'Dowd being a Can Liberal um, MP. Mm-hmm. And uh, Liz Cunningham having voted against the Civil Unions uh, Act in Queensland Parliament when Anna Bly introduced it last year. And I yeah. take it they're not attending. <laughs> um, I'm yet to have a. Resp- I'm yet to hear responses from them. Okay. You know just, oh, okay. So I just want to draw you back to how you're promoting this. Can you give us your Twitter handle and where people can find you on Facebook and give us some of the give us some of the promotional stuff so we can start tweeting that out to our listeners. Alrighty. So I am at DCAM AU D C A R M for Mary AU mm-hmm. on Twitter. Yep. You can find the Facebook event just by searching for Gladstone Marriage Equality Rally and you can find my blog where I also promote this at dcarm85 dcarm for Mary dot wordpress dot com Okay and, and what's the longer goal here for you with, with, with this initiative? How, how far do you want to take this? How far do I want to take this? I, I want to see marriage equality. I want to see a place where I want to see Gladstone being a place where queer events are happening. Um, I want to see this event galvanise the community somewhat, okay. so that there is actually an organised community in this town. What other? Uh, I mean, apart from the activity that you're doing, which is really significant in terms of you know going from half a dozen homos to you know numbering in the you know mid you know 150s. What other queer groups are in the town that you that you know of? Um. And silence was the stern reply. <laughs> right, okay, because right. that's always really useful on radio. Um. <laughs> and, and, and Dylan, what, what about, I mean, there's, there's social interaction. Is there any form of, um, you know, is there a gay night at one of the pubs or, or is, is there anywhere you can go and gather with other like-minded people or do you do that in people's backyards having barbecues and that sort of stuff? Um, at the moment, the closest gay night in a pub is Club Rock in Rockhampton, which is about an hour and ten minutes, hour and a half away. Expensive cab fare. That's a pilgrimage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it has pretty. It is pretty much backyards, barbecues, um, out for dinner at restaurants, that sort of stuff. Okay. Well, look, Dylan, we'll have to leave it there tonight. We've just been chatting to the lovely Dylan Carmichael, who is heading up the Marriage Equality uh, Rally this weekend in Gladstone. What time is it? One o'clock. On the 17th of November, which I believe is a Saturday? It is. This Saturday, in fact. Look, we do wish you the very best of luck. And if people would like to find you, we will tweet your details and we'll Facebook those also. Look, we commend you. You know, well done. You're you're a lone wolf in a small town and you're, you know, you're getting your queer on. So congratulations. We wish you the very best of luck with this weekend. Thank you so much. Good on you, mate. Have a great night. Good night. Bye. That's a very nice young man. He's very really passionate, isn't he? I think he? a brave young man as well. Good on him. Well, it's a small town, it's you not, know. It's not and a big community. It's a big mining community. It's, I think it's, it's f- very, very brave. Well, I, I think it's, yeah, it's admirable. Good on him. Yeah. We'd like to hear your thoughts. 0427 Joy949 Joy is the text message. Serena, if people wish to send us a tweet. 
You can do that at Salt N Pepper Joy or drop us a line on air at joy.org.au. You can find more Joycasts and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. Hey Dylan, that is the last time you choose songs. <laughs> I Every do Every time you choose a song, it sounds like some sort of weepy lesbian that has just, I don't know what, I can't even talk about how bad that song I d- was. I do apologise if you didn't like that. I, I, I happen to be a bit of a, a, a Rufus Wainwright fan and I do like that song. It just could have been a little more jazz. You're on the list now, mate. You are off the music rotation. Well, Honestly, what were we going to have in its place for that? We were going to have the Muppets version of Over the Rainbow, <laughs> which is hilarious. Thank you very much, because Miss Piggy totally nails it. And it's in keeping with the vibe of the show. I'm of so terribly okay. disappointed. Anyway, um, something else that disappoints me is the uh, we're hearing of some gay bashings in Perth. And you know that that's, you know, it's my hometown. Uh, so... We're talking to Claire Alexander tonight, who is a Perth-based freelance writer who's just kind of interesting. She's studied anthropology and documentary photography, and she's written an article about the increase of the, the reporting of these of these bashings in Perth. And she's, she's joining us on the line right now. Good evening, Claire. How are you going? Hi, good. How are you? Hi, Claire. Hi. Um, so, so tell us um, a little more of... of some of the some of what you've discovered, some of these alarming statistics when it's when it comes to lesbians and gay men being um, being belted up in Perth. Mm. Well, a recent study shows that um, I was alarmed to learn shows that over eighty percent of LGBT um, participants had experienced some kind of public insult, um, and seventy percent experienced verbal abuse, twenty uh, percent explicit threats, and then thirteen percent physical assault. Um, so those are the statistics that I was working with when I wrote um, my article for Out in Perth. Mm. Okay, so tell us about some of the stories that you that you spoke to. You you spoke to a an older gentleman, a fifty three year old named David, and this is in, on the public record, so we're not betraying any confidence here. Tell us a, a little bit about David and what he told you. Mm. Well, he told me about um, he he had a birthday party. I think he was um, celebrating a big birthday uh, at a gay venue in um, Leederville, the suburb of Leederville, and um, he just came out of. Um, his birthday um, was going to his car and some guys started asking him questions. Um, one guy asked him whether or not he enjoyed the male toilets and said I, that he bets he enjoyed those the most. Nice. Um, which is a leading question and an accusation, I think. Um, and he just went about going back to his car and he was pretty savagely attacked. And it sounds like he was awarded some compensation that was over thirty grand for just the dental work. So this man, this man experienced a severe beating coming out of uh, you know just a, a local a local pub. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is is this is this um, information pointing only to to the bashing of of gay men? It's not actually. Um, I've had quite a few stories sent to me from uh, lesbians who've had um, pretty terrible experiences out there. And and and. What springs to mind when you think about those those stories? Uh, well, a friend of mine, actually, um, one of the things that triggered me to write the article was telling me that she gets kicked out of uh, toilets quite a bit for looking too masculine. Right. Um, yeah, it's obvious, I think, to everyone that she's a girl, um, a woman, but um, she just has a lot of trouble in public toilets where uh, women are kicking her out or ringing someone to come and kick her out pretty violently. Serena, this is your hometown. Mm. Why do you think I left? Well, that's probably one of the questions I was about to ask you, but I would imagine you would feel fairly disturbed about some of these um, 
these things that, that Claire has raised. You know, Pete, I'm disturbed, but I'm actually not surprised. I had this conversation with my mum only a couple of weeks ago around, uh, you know, the difficult... I, I think it's it's reasonably difficult to be gay in Perth. You, you've got these sorts of things going on. You've got the two main gay pub, gay, gay venues, which is Connections Nightclub and the Court Hotel, which is overrun with straight people in hen's nights. Right. Um, look, I, look, I'd love to say I'm surprised, but, but I'm not. And you know that I'm travelling mm. back to Perth for the Christmas break and you know we'll be there for about three weeks and I'm sort of wondering and and Claire you might be able to to point us in the right direction here where's a safe place to go if you're gay in Perth these days well it's it's hard to say really it seems as though violence towards uh LGBT people doesn't just happen near gay venues it happens wherever they happen to be if you look different if you're acting differently or if someone gets a non-mainstream vibe from you there's a chance you will be abused in some way no matter where you are I just want to pop in a question that's sort of, it's not a question, it's, I'll take that as a comment, I'm sounding like Tony Jones. Um, we've had an email from your buddy Jane in Perth who has said, Perth has our marriage equality rally on the 24th. So there's a marriage equality rally in Perth on the 24th of November, hopefully with better MP support than Gladstone, referring to a story we've just done. How will Perth react to, do you think, to a marriage equality rally that's that's sort of a bit more brazen than people just being... It's a festival of the homos. You've mm. got them all in one place. Do you think that this is going to place gay and lesbian West Australians at risk? Um, the, people tend to stay out of the marriage equality rallies. Um, I've been to a few before, and they just they just look on as though it's you know a parade happening down the street. Um, but you were saying that you know um, mainstream people are coming to the gay venues, um, and I think that does point to a general sense of complacency about minority issues. Mm. Um, I, you know, I, people yeah. are coming. Sorry, people are coming, you know, to our venues to have hens nights and to escape getting harassed by straight men in their own bars, but they're not really doing anything for us. They should be coming to the marriage equality rallies. They should be joining PFLAG. If they love our venues so much, you know, help us out as well. Mm. well look, I think, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. There's, this speaks to a broader issue around safe places for gay and lesbian Western Australians. And look, Claire, we really enjoyed reading your article and we'd like to come back to you um, again in the future if there's, if there's more information that comes to light. We're certainly following stuff that happens nationally mm. around the sta- safety of gay and lesbian people and we would like to thank you for joining us tonight. Thanks so much. Yes, that would be great. Many thanks, Claire. Take okay, it easy. Bye. Look, fairly disturbing information, Pete, but you know. I you, just, you don't seem at all surprised. Look, I'm not mm. surprised. I'm not surprised. Look. A couple of, oh, sorry, I was just going to say a couple of quick things on the. Uh, on, uh, we've got an email from uh, James in Eltham who agrees, Serena Rufus, the worst rendition of Somewhere Over the Rainbow ever. So thank you, James, for that. You are correct. And Dean Beck has said, um, well, do you want to read that one? <laughs> Oh, look, it's from Dean. Hello to all our weepy le- lesbian friends listening. Hope you're having a self-empowered day of strength and happiness. This, of course, refers to the, the comment about yeah. that song, Big Weepy yeah. Lesbian. Thanks, thanks for sharing. My choice um, in music. Why don't we just go for something a bit lighter? I came across a very, very, very funny little um, parody of um, this college comedy group of people who have done this wonderful little piss take on marriage equality. And what will happen if we don't get the right to marry? This is what's going to happen. Americans are becoming more comfortable with the idea of gay marriage, seeing it as both a moral and civil rights issue. But there are many out there who are still fighting against the cause. And as gay men ourselves, we would just like to say to those people, Fine. Keep marriage between a man and a woman. And in response, we will marry your girlfriends. We'll marry your girlfriends. What? 
You don't think we could? We'd be the best husbands ever. Have you seen us? We are ripped. All of us are ripped. It doesn't seem statistically possible, and yet it's true. Because we love going to the gym. And you know who else loves going to the gym? Your girlfriend. We will go to the gym with her, and then after, we'll get Pinkberry as a reward. That sounds like a great time to us. Not to mention, we dress better than you. While you were spilling manwich on your cargo shorts, we were inspecting our Oxford shirts for the craftsmanship of their gauntlet buttons. What do you make your girlfriend for breakfast? Burnt scrambled eggs? We will make her a quiche. A motherfucking quiche. We're the side of hummus, made from scratch. Do you even know the difference between hummus and baba ganoush? You're a joke. And don't even get us started on dates. You don't want to go dancing? We teach a dance class. Urban tango. You're not on the list for that art gallery opening? We'll BBM the owner. Maurice. Not in the mood to go to that Broadway show. We are. We're in it. Yes, we would like to go to that 80s themed costume party. And no, we weren't just checking out that other girl. Obviously. Ew. We could listen to your girlfriend for hours just reassuring her that she's not the crazy one. Cassandra is being a bitch. Also, her dad loves us. That's because he's not threatened by us. In fact, we're playing tennis with him right now. Well played, Mr. Bennett. Now you're probably thinking sex. That's where you have us beat. Eh. We already know how she likes to be kissed. She thinks it's funny to make out with us when she's drunk. And you know all those sweet spots, preferences, and fantasies that she's too embarrassed to tell you or thinks you should innately know? Yeah, she's told us. We could play her like an upright bass. And the kind of threesome she wants? Oh, we're cool with that. As if all this isn't enough, we're the shoulder that your girlfriend cries on when she's complaining about you. We know literally all of your weaknesses. You are Death Stars, and we are an army of fabulous Luke Skywalkers. So remember... We're doing you a huge solid by being more attracted to each other than to your girlfriends. But if you stay close-minded about this, we will take one for the team and marry the crap out of them. So don't make us marry your girlfriends. Support gay marriage. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Hey, look, we got an email. We did, and I love it. Can I read it? Yeah, go on. Um, this is, hi, Serena. Agree with your assessment of Pete's musical choice, which was almost as soporific as Dinah Kleinenach's music. Blech. Kick plenty ass. Who's that from, Serena? It's from my dad. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. <laughs> Listening in We've WA. created a monster. I told him to listen live, and there you have it. Hi, we- Mum. Hi, Dad. Hello, Mari. Hello, Peter. Um, 0427-JOY949 if you'd like to send us a message like Peter has. You can also email us on air at joy.org.au, or you can send us a tweet, which to is... Salt, mm, pepper, joy. Salt, the letter N, pepper, joy. Yes. Beautiful. Yes, we would like that. Um, Look, I want to talk to you about Uganda. You know how Mm. we've been following uh, Uganda's, you know, prolific Africa in particular. Yeah, Africa. Africa's on our list of, Mm. um, you know, offences. So uh, today a news item came through, which is the African nation um, of Uganda's parliament has been mulling over a new bill, which would mean very harsh penalties for certain types of homosexual acts. And this has been going on for a while now. But it now seems that there's a very worrying push that's going to push this into law by the end of the year okay mm. so it's it's it, it doesn't bode well for homosexual Ugandans and uh, we see it as very much a human rights issue we, we do fear that this will result in in, in the execution and um, incarceration mm. of, of anyone engaging in homosexual behavior so we've got the lovely professor Helen Ware on the phone who is from the University of New England and she's from the Department of Peace Studies and her primary areas are politics and government foreign countries and people and she has some expertise in all things African good evening professor 
Professor Ware. How are you? Good evening. I'm fine, thanks. Professor, thank you for joining us. Um, your experience in Africa, you're a former ambassador and a high commissioner um, in Africa and a former human rights official. How, how frightening is this for the, for the people of Uganda? Well, hopefully it looks as though they've now taken out the death penalty, which is about as extreme as it's physically possible to get. Uh, that said, uh, it's not only homosexuals who are going to be targeted, uh, for example, if you rent your flat to a homosexual, you could get seven years in prison. If you're consorting with a known homosexual not in some even, way. It, not even just consorting, but uh, as I say, if you have that kind of a financial arrangement. Uh, it, so, yeah, it's pretty extreme. I think you have to appreciate that uh, the Ugandans are not really drawing a line in their, in, in their view view or the view of many of the lawmakers, there's not a distinction between paedophilia and homosexuality, which is one of the problems. Mm. Helen, it, I'm just trying to, to, to make some sense of this. The rest of the world is is leaning away from this sort of arch-conservatism and moving more towards a, a, a more social, more liberal attitude to, to homosexuality. Why is Africa going backwards? I think there are two factors. One, of, of course, is the impact of HIV-AIDS which, of course, has been absolutely massive, particularly in Uganda. So there's a great terror and also a great many uh, very weird folk beliefs about HIV-AIDS, which Mm. doesn't help. The other factor is, very unfortunately, you get American evangelical uh, groups who would cheerfully uh, hang uh, homosexuals in North Carolina or wherever it is they come from in the USA, and being unsuccessful there, they go and propagandize in Africa, saying, you know, this is a dreadful thing. You are powerful lawmakers and you could do something about it. You see, it just seems that a lot of that stuff is is, is not entirely factual. So I've travelled through just through Zimbabwe and I was with a health worker and he let me know that a lot of the HIV transmission in Africa is actually male to female. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so I, do, I, I, just, I just wonder how... It, it's such a curious logic that they get to blaming everything on homosexuals and, and you know, promoting uh, an, a law in Parliament that they're promoting it as a Christmas gift. Yeah, which, which is, is when the right. which is it's just a you know in terms of human rights what what rights do these Ugandans have is there any way to salvage it? I, I think that you have to I mean start where they're coming from however ill-informed they are and to really address uh, what you know insofar as there may be real issues for example particularly with children to address those to make distinctions to counter to, to actually listen to some of this horrendous American propaganda and to therefore directly counter it. I mean, one, one of the things that wouldn't occur to most Africans is that missionaries lie. I mean... Of course they do. A religious person telling a lie. We won't won't Mm. get into that discussion. Helen, I want to move things a little closer to home. There's a gentleman in Villawood Detention Centre in New South Wales who is a Fijian national and he's protesting um, rather vociferously. He's on the roof of the Villawood Immigration Detention Centre in Sydney um, because he believes that if he's deported back to his home country, he will suffer abuse because of homophobia in Fiji. This is also an area of expertise for you, the South Pacific. Um, is this as frightening as, as it sounds as well? Well, 
Um, I'm not quite clear. I mean, it depends very much where he comes from. In terms of the law, Fiji should get a gold star. It was the first country in the Pacific that legalized homosexuality. They did that in 2010. They took it out of the criminal code. Mm -hmm. So they should, as I say, get a gold star for that. Um, It is certainly true that if you came from a remote rural village in Fiji, uh, you probably wouldn't have too many friends, and you might find that the local pastor was preaching brimstone and hellfire about what was going to happen to you. But um, if you were, for example, living in Suva, um, things may be a little different. Fa- fairly, fairly free. I mean, people go from Australia or, or gay honeymoons to Fiji. It's one of the favoured destinations. Well, Helen, isn't it true, though, that the president in 2009 suspended the constitution, which included protections against discrimination based on sexual orientation? It, it's, it's great that stuff gets passed, but if the constitution has been suspended, do those amendments still hold true? Um, the constitution, you're quite right, was suspended, but, but the, criminal, the changes in the criminal code stand. So... Um, that, that that would stand. And, then, for example, uh, the British Foreign Office's um, website uh, specifically uh, says if you're gay and you want to go to Fiji, that's fine. Just don't flaunt it in remote rural areas and bear in mind that, the, that they have dress codes uh, whether you're gay or not. Mm, okay. Very well. Look, th- th- Professor Ware, thank you. We do have to wrap it. We've got a we've got a couple of things we've got to finish before we are popped out of this studio and a new program comes in. So we are very grateful for your time this evening. Thank you for joining us. Not at all. Have a good evening. Thank you so yeah. much. Bye. Nice lady. Very intelligent. Yes, very intelligent. And, I'd like uh, to get her back for a longer mm, discussion, actually, because she's got incredible expertise. Yes, she does. You know? Yeah. Look, I think she's a very interesting lady indeed. We've got another email, and I don't know that um, this is entirely directed to me, but for goodness sakes, learn the difference between conservative and reactionary. David Cameron, the conservative British PM, wants to cancel all aid payments to countries that have homophobic laws and cultures. Well aware of that. Thank you, James, in Eltham. And, and in fact, not the focus of our story tonight. No, the focus no, is, in fact, it's, the... It's a human rights mm, issue, mm. Ugandan-based, and, and Fiji, and I'm, I still have some concerns around the suspension of their constitution. Yes, and uh, Frank, I always want to call him Bananarama, which is not, it's Bainimarama. But, but however anyway um, Starbucks Starbucks we've been following Starbucks for quite some time now because they came out during the presidential race in a very strong support of marriage equality and they got the one million mothers up in arms mm. and now the, um, the the national organization for marriage is on the mince about it because they're very cross with Starbucks who continue to fight for same-sex equality Let's so we've got a little bit of audio from America Murphy for Newsy. The National Organization for Marriage pledged to continue to boycott Starbucks, but brought an international side to things Thursday during a conference call in an attempt to penalize organizations supporting gay marriage. Here's KRXI. The organization says the majority of Americans, quote, will not be pleased to learn their money is being used to advance gay marriage in society. The group adds it plans to let people in other countries know about the Starbucks stance. The Colorado Independent reports Starbucks endorsed gay marriage legalization in the company 
company's home state of Washington. And Nam was not too happy about it. A non-participant asked what could be done to stop the wave of corporate sponsorship of gay marriage. Non-president Brian Brown responded by saying that Nam was targeting the international business of companies that support same-sex marriage, such as Starbucks, which Nam also hit with a national boycott effort this year. Nam says its goal is to make sure Starbucks' support of marriage equality is known in the Middle East, where many do not support same-sex marriage. As announced on its website, Starbucks-supported same-sex marriage saw their support from Republicans dwindle, missed sales projections, and watched the company lose $4.4 billion overnight and over $10 billion from their 2012 high. We now have a case study in how alienating millions of customers can directly affect the bottom line of a public company and damage shareholder value. But a writer for Think Progress isn't too pleased with NAM's recent plan. NAM is exposing employees to risks they did not voluntarily take on and potentially undermining the quest for the most basic of equal rights by painting LGBT rights as something foreign imposed by a Western company. That NAM is willing to take these chances with others' lives and livelihoods speaks volumes about the organization. Oh, they're and a revolting bunch of people, really. They are. They? The National Organization for Marriage, they're sort of the anti-equal um, marriage uh, mob from the United States, and they've suffered a bit in the last uh, the last little while after the, the post-election of um, our little hero, Barack Obama. Oh, well, you know, you do the crime, you'll have to serve the time. Now, one last story, um, which sort of ties into this, and uh, we've, we've been talking about stories about the Boy Scouts for some time. Look, we have, and we know that there was a... Um, a a, a lovely woman called Jennifer Tyrrell, who is an Ohio-based mother who was refor- forced to resign as den leader of her son's Tiger Scout group because it became known that she was a lesbian. So, look, we're on to these guys. Yes. We've tried to get them on the phone. We've done requests to America. We've done requests in Australia. They're not talking. But mm. I tell you who is talking is UPS. You know the dudes that, yeah, that the deliver brown stuff? And the, the brown, brown shorts, shorts and the, the fantastic little who are, who are, Oh, yes. Our, our, our technical producer is having a little bit of going, a They're all a bit a, a smoking. Yes. Yeah, look, we've just... Uh, we've just read today that they're soon to adopt a non-discrimination policy that disqualifies the Boy Scouts of America from future funding. Mm. The Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, GLAD, um, you know, they've just reported that the UPS follows the Intel Foundation in withdrawing corporate sponsorship from Boy Scouts. So good Great on news. UPS. Not only are they not going to deliver parcels, they're not going to deliver money, thank you very much. And uh, we, we wholeheartedly support this because... Um, you know, it's 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 the decent and right thing to do. And the more support that is withdrawn from the scouts, the more the scouts are going to have to rethink their position. And you know, you know, the UPS is actually on the record of having given more than 150 grand to the Boy Scouts of America, mm. and uh, they're just. You know, whilst in July this year, the Boy Scouts of America is continuing to, re, you know, exclude gays in their policy. This this is the consequence. Exactly. This is a really big organisation. Good on you, UPS. Good on you. You can find more Joycasts in show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. Lucky us indeed. Well, lucky, lucky listener. Lucky listener. Lucky Look, we've you. had a great show tonight. We need to thank Claire Alexander from out in Perth. Yes, we for also need to thank... bringing us up to date on gay bashings in Perth. Dylan Carmichael, who is the lovely young chap from Gladstone. And if you get an opportunity, just... Um, we've, I've done something that's, that goes on our Facebook and our, our Twitter. Jump on board and at least if you can provide some, some, some virtual support. Out. What do you yeah, reckon? Absolutely. Let's, let's get him some support. We also need to thank the lovely Professor Helen Ware for sharing the human rights component of her expertise around 
issues relating to things going on in Fiji and Uganda. And We will um, keep our eye across that guy in the Villawood Detention Centre, by the way, and if, if there's anything that, that happens, we can, um, we can come to you on that as well. We do. We need to sign off now and make way for the Spirit Lounge. We've got a, a delicious show, by all accounts, tonight. Yes, they, they often have a delicious show, an opportunity to explore one's spirituality. Yes, so, uh, you know, I guess we'll be back next week. Well, I won't be back. You I'm be away. Back. You're on, uh, I'm pulling somebody off the interchange bench next week. Not sure who that will be. We need to thank Maddie T for the news, of course. And, and the lovely Maddie, Maddie N. Maddie N for who, pushing our buttons. Mm. So it's, it's time for us to go. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.